So how do you think we should start this podcast, Peter? Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! All right, here we are. NBA over-unders pod starting off here with PT point guard Peter Teleska for the, uh, not, uh, I think not somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's not even close. But actually, it might be close. Um, it's a combination of a few of them. Um, but we got the, uh, I don't know, somewhere between fourth and seventh annual uh, NBA over-unders pods. How you doing, Pete? Fantastic. You know, you, you got a great nap in. I did not. So <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. Take it from here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was the delayed on recording for about an hour because I, you know, instantly went into a, you know, exhaustion coma for an hour upon getting home from work, but no worries. You know, I feel refreshed, rejuvenated, a lot of energy, and I feel like I'm going to crush these overzenders. So um, we're going to start with the, uh, Western Conference. We're going to work division by division. Um, we'll spend a little bit of time on, you know, the uh, teams that we feel uh, a little stronger about. We're each going to uh, say a few locks uh, that we like as well. Um, and then we'll do a little recap at the end. You know, a few of them I think are pretty straightforward. So we'll blow through those, uh, especially when we agree. Um, but uh, I'm curious to see uh, our differences on the ones we disagree and why, why that uh, goes through. So, uh, we're going to start off here with the West, um, and the, uh, North, uh, no, we're going to start off with the, uh, Southwest division, um, with a team that I think everyone, uh, that lives in Seattle is really excited about, uh, and that's, uh, the Houston Rockets. So, uh, yeah. Rebel, Rebel Rockets fan base there. Big time. There's a big time Houston Rockets contingent in the Seattle and surround the greater Seattle area. Uh, so, um, we, uh, their number is at 31 and a half uh, wins. Now, what'd you have for that? Uh, okay. I'm just going to cards on the table. This is all in the moment stuff here in terms of my okay. reactions over unders. Last mm-hmm. year, I spent hours preparing and probably mm-hmm. had my worst year ever. Um, okay. So I'm just reversing it. Very simple. Um, Perfect. Got I'm a Costanza. I'm Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going under. Under. Under on 31 and a half. It's clear that that would be correct. Um, um, mm-hmm. Big acquisitions are Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, so... You know, why Why would they be better? Mm-hmm. I mean, Van Vliet shot like 39% last year. Dylan Brooks is a, is a complete head case. I guess Ime is your biggest case for going over, but in a Western conference, that's at least as good, probably better than last year. I don't see them improving by, I don't know how many they won last year, but it's got to be at least seven or eight games. Um, I mean, I'll put up their uh, wins, uh, but I actually – pretty much agree with you um i like the moves you know about 50 percent ish you know i would have been uh a little bit tempted 
to pick the over um, after the uh, Van Vliet edition, another year of all the young guys, you know, getting better. Um, but honestly, I've seen the Dylan Brooks ad as a negative. Um, I mean, five minutes into the regular season, or sorry, into the preseason, and the men's already getting uh, ejected for nutshotting uh, another uh, player on the opposite team. I mean, you got to give them credit for at least staying on brand. But, yeah. um, but unfortunately, that is a terrible, terrible brand, right? Yes. It's like a, it's like the trying to start a financial company now, or right now, or a uh, sorry, energy company right now, and calling it Enron. So not <laughs> a brand yet, recognizable, yes, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah, agree. And that was also a Houston company, so it's a perfect analogy, actually. Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, let's. Uh, uh, so I, we're both going under on that one. Um, yeah, I'm some tr- pull, pulling up the win wins for them. I'll I'll circle back on it. Um, but actually, never mind. I got it right here. Uh, so last year they had 22 wins. So am I seeing a 10 win improvement from these guys? I don't I don't see it. Yeah, I wish I'd bet that when I was in Vegas a couple weeks ago. You know what? I'm going lock I'll right lock off the it. gate. Lock it. And I feel bad because as we, as we tape this, the Astros are losing in game seven, and I know Adam is broken up about it. Uh, I would just say don't try to – focus on the Texans. Focus on I the don't Texans. feel bad about anything <laughs> bad that happens to the Astros. I'll just throw that out there. We can go move, move past that one quickly. But, yeah, you, thanks for making my, my night right here. For I'm not watching <laughs> that, obviously. Um, so, um, cool. Let's move on. Uh, we got the uh, – Next, um, Southwest team, and that'll be Dallas. Stay in the uh, Texas area. Um, Dallas is over under, not too much uh, different. Um, just kind of actually take it back a lot different. 11 points more, or 11 wins more, 43 and a half. Um, on the over under right there. Uh, where are you leaning towards Dallas? You know, I they won thirty eight last year. They but they kind of tanked a little bit because they wanted to keep their pick. Um, I, I think it's a pretty good line. I think I lean under. I think I go under just because you have the Kyrie factor. Even if he's mentally stable, we'll just grant that. Still has health health problems, physical health problems. They have a, they're relying a lot on unproven talent, um, and I just again in a, in a competitive Western Conference. You're you're a Luca sprained ankle away from getting completely blown away. Yeah, this is another one of those teams that's you know so heavy. I, I don't even count Kyrie as you know. Um, I mean, obviously he's a good player, but at this point, with how often he's you know unavailable um, and still not a great defender, awesome on offense. It, I don't see. I think he's trading on name alone almost at this point. You know, I think he's almost a neutral player, um, you know, overall, as far as winning. Like, if you told me Kyrie's out for the whole season, what does this line go uh, down? Maybe two wins? Maybe? More than that. I mean, he's I, not I, a neutral player. He's like a or, 50 Sorry. Guy. Sorry. You, repla- you replace him, obviously, with a uh, league average point guard. I don't think it goes down. And, in fact, in that, I hope it goes down more because then I would probably take the over because I think they're still about a 500 team. With or without him, and that's what kind of where yeah. they are right now. They have Craig so, Curry, but like what, you're gonna, you can't play Curry, Kyrie, Luca together. I mean, you can, but you're just gonna get diced on defense. So I just, I don't really see them doing well. Not, not only can you, they will. 
And that's what's going to end yeah. up happening. Yeah, just, <laughs> so, get, just get dominated on, on, on defense, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm with you, though, under on this one as well. So I don't think we they can't rebound either. No yeah. rebound on that team. Uh, I mean, Powell uh, is probably their, their and Cleaver, oh. their best, best big men. Uh, and again, about league average, um, I would say, on both of those guys. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on this one. Uh, I don't think we need to spend any more time on it. Um, so on the next one, we got a uh, final Texas team, uh, San Antonio. Uh, I think they may have one of the lowest. Uh, I think Washington's actually lowest, but we'll get to them in the you know uh, in our our uh, second part here. Uh, Sacramento or San Antonio is at twenty eight and a half wins over under. Yeah, tough one. It's low. I mean, it's a low number. I think it's the second lowest, um, or close, maybe third lowest. Yeah, it's uh, in that Vassell, bottom bottom bit. Vassell is absolutely balling. I don't think people are really noticing that um, shooting the lights out in general. I just women. Yama is obviously the, the story here. Very an intriguing talent. I think, uh, you know, defensively he's pretty solid right now, but on offense, he's very unpolished in my opinion. Takes a lot of risks. Um, really sloppy with the ball. So especially because they're going to be trying to give him so many reps when he's out there and when he, and he probably won't play a lot. I mean, I don't think he'll play more than this required 65 games to get rookie of the year or whatever it is now. So actually fun, fun fact, uh, there is no game uh, minimum for the rookie. It's the only uh, one of the few, I think there's actually, I think um, probably most improved also doesn't have it. Um, Wow. That's uh, But I know for a fact, rookie of the year does not uh, have a game limit on it. Okay. Well, that makes me want to, take the under even more then because they won't be trying to trot him out there for 65 games. So I think, I think, uh, yeah, he, I think I'm going to have to go under in this, I guess this whole division. Okay. Not, not big on the uh, Southwest. You know what? We got our first disagreement, which I like. Um, I'm going over. I yeah. am jumping onto the hype train, move over. Get me get on that bandwagon. Yeah. Um, I, Are you talking I about the- Wembenyama or Champagne? <laughs> I'm talking about weapon. Oh, okay. Is that <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I've, you know, I've seen them, all the highlights that we've seen in the preseason. And yeah, it's going to be hit and miss, but I think he's going to get better as the season goes on. I agree with you. Probably play around somewhere in the 60 to 70 game range, assuming no injury. Um, Dick, because, you know, the innovate, the, uh, you know, grandfathers of, uh, load management san antonio spurs are gonna go ahead and uh, yes. uh do that do that because they were you know i mean they have no qualms sitting somebody um and 28 and a half uh they won 22 last year uh, and just were clearly clearly not interested in winning anything so yeah. they were um, actually a year really of it on offense last year they just their defense was horrific so maybe mm-hmm. with Yama. I think it's it's worth a couple extra wins. I think I see them hovering right around that, you know, twenty nine to thirty uh, range. Um, so I'm I'm gonna take. I I, I really do wish uh, this was, um, you know, at twenty seven and a half. And I would feel so much better. Um, mm. But I they, they, I think they got a little extra boost just because of the the brand name. 
Um, but I'm I'm still buying in, so I'm like, I'm gonna take the over on this one. So it's our first disagreement. I'm not I'm not feeling strong about it though. Okay, yeah, no, it's I I do have a hard time with the extreme lines when they're mm-hmm. like super low or super high. I find it hard to sometimes value those. Which- which makes absolutely no sense uh, because it should be, it should be the, the more easier ones, right? But yeah, yeah, I don't feel that way, especially the low end. The low end is high because you think teams are going to be just god awful, and then within a week, you know, okay, they're not terrible, and then you realize, like the Jazz last year, you just know, like, okay, they're not going to lose. They're not going to be losing sixty-five games or whatever. Well, I'll put it this: so last year we had one, two, three, four teams finish below that twenty-eight and a half thing. So yeah. if you don't think they're going to be the bottom. Four. If you think they're fifth worst team, which I kind of do, I, th- I think they're going to beat that number. Yeah, I do think that you got to factor in there's the Wim and Yama last year. Is a lot of teams were trying to get the one of the worst four slots to get the lottery odds. I don't believe yeah. this okay. is considered a weak draft class. I'm pretty sure it's not considered great, but it's got another French center uh, at the top of the pool. So you never know. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, all right, I think we spent way too much time on this person. Let's go to a team uh, that probably one of the most, um, what's it called, uh, polarizing ones, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Um, they're over under. I'm going to go under. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't care. I'm under. Didn't wait for the number. Uh, for I mean, we wrap we could just not i think we could just move on from here and go to the to the uh you know memphis no okay no no uh the number is uh the new orleans pelicans uh over under wind is 44 and a half oh um, and you're going i thought you were gonna say like 41. (laughs) right so why why is this the year of zion or you're under right you have um i am under yes yeah i thought so (laughs) i again though i am not uh this is one that I'm just betting on more injuries and yeah, more Zion yeah. and but the, the thing much, they're without Trey Murphy for the beginning of the season too. He's a good player for them. Yeah. Yeah. I I also hesitate. I am I'm a little shaky on this one as well. I think it's they're gonna be around that five hundred range. Um the last year they were uh forty two and forty. Um so would have gone under. I think they're much better. No, um, they played terrible down the stretch, uh, but played amazing in the beginning. So it kind of all balanced out. I think from the first 20 or so games, they were in a, the two or the three seed. Um, they were the, one seed the first at one point. Yeah. Yeah. At one point. So, yeah. Um, so, but I'm going under because until I see them stay healthy, so Z Zion stay healthy and I see them string together at least half a season of competent basketball, I can't bet them to, you know, 45 wins last year would have, you know, been out of the play. And so a top six Western conference team, I don't know. I can't, I can't give that to them. Um, It's tough going under with all, a lot of this division, but it's, it's, yeah, it's not like, again, with another, we're, uh, we're, so we're coming up on another, the final team is another one with huge question marks entering the season. Uh, The Memphis Grizzlies, um, John Morant out for 25 games uh, to start the season. Um, so they, I could, they, oh, they could see them going, you know, 500 in that stretch. Historically, they've actually been pretty solid, even with Jaw out of the lineup. Um, they've also lost locker room leader Dylan Brooks. Um, 
but you know, once again, that might be an improvement. Uh, so uh, it might getting Dylan Brooks and John Moran out of the locker room for the first twenty five games. This team might might be the uh, New Orleans Pelicans to start the season. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you, you leave out the big trade, the Marcus Smart for Tyus Jones move. Mm. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I I Because, you know, I think Tyus Jones is a lot of the reason that they were good when they didn't have Ja. Also, I saw that Steven Adams is out for the year. Um, already having season-ending knee surgery. They're already also without Brandon Clark. I don't think they, uh, you know, I don't think they have the size, really, to compensate for the lack of speed they have, you know, the guard position, especially with jaw. And if you read that long piece, I don't know if you saw that long piece about Ja Morant uh, on ESPN, but doesn't look like he's like about to write the ship. Let's just, the, the, it was had a negative tone to it, you know? And yeah, I think I'm just going to go under, uh, I think it was a line 45 and a half. 45. Yeah. I don't think I said it uh, yeah. to start off, but the line is 45 and a half wins. I also, um, I'm thinking the under on that. Um, I could see them exceeding it, but I just I don't think it's a good bet to think they're gonna do that. Once again, last year, uh, they had 51 wins, and that's you know, with I think a lot of things going right, they had both both of those bigs for pretty much the whole season. You know, those injuries didn't really happen until towards the end of the year. Yeah, um, and yeah, I just see. I mean, there's always one of these top teams that kind of falls off. Uh, and Memphis is, I'm sure, the prime candidate everyone's choosing. But it's, I think they'll have some big highlight games. Uh, you know, Marcus Smart's going to have, uh, he's going to probably beat the Celtics twice. Uh, but he's not going to bring it, you know, to that <laughs> level every night. <laughs> Someone on that Celtics team is going to get injured. In <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. We'll talk about the Celtics in what I think about their team building strategy in the off season. Um, okay. So that wraps up the uh, Southwest division. Um, we'll move over to the Northwest. I think now, five unders, that's, that's hard. That takes, that takes some stones for me to go five unders in a division. Five unders. That's yeah. I, Has that I, ever I happened in like life where like a whole division went under? I, I doubt it. I, I, it has to have happened, but yeah. it's uh, I'm sure it's not, not common. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, get get uh, get driving over to Vegas right now to go ahead and uh, get that parlay in, you know, before the uh, game starts tomorrow. Because, you know, once we see how awesome and healthy, uh, you know, Zion's going to look, I mean, he's just going to completely miss that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. The, the guy's going to jump and explode out of both shoes this time. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> go, go, Gadget. <laughs> Yeah, both she's just gonna combust, um, break the record, be the first guy to go through four pairs of shoes in one game. Um, but yeah, let's get to the uh, Northwest Division um, with your defending champions. Yes, um, the uh, Detroit. I mean Denver. <laughs> right. Two thousand four. What's going on here? I don't know. Two thousand five, sir, would be defending champions. Didn't they win it in 04? Yeah, they, they won it in 04. Yeah, yeah, but they would be defending until 2005 season. Well, there was they wouldn't they wouldn't be defending. I don't want to I don't want to get into a whole thing. <laughs> All right. The over under on the 
Denver Nuggets, 52 and a half. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just throw out. I'm going to go over on this. Yeah, it's pretty easy over. I mean, okay, they lose Bruce Brown, but it's like they still have this guy, Jokic. Yeah. I think Jokic is perfectly built as a consistent regular season guy. He doesn't get injured because he doesn't jump, which is a great strategy. Yeah. Um, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really fall to the ground. The funny thing, the opposite strategy uh, that Anthony Davis takes, we've seen the results there. Yes. But the, uh, yeah, I think they're a lock it in, you know, 50 wins. So, you know, 50 plus wins. So if you're assuming 50 plus, you know, is 53 that much more difficult? No. And they had 53 last year. And yeah. And that was without that, Jamal Murray being fully. That was a prolonged Jamal Murray kind of, uh, you know, at a degraded level of play. Yeah, he was uneven for like almost the entire first half of the season. So I'd think- say, yeah, I'd say about the first, yeah, 75% of this first, you know, 70 games, 60, 70 games. Uh, you saw it ramping up, and I think intentionally, which was smart by then. And that tells me that, hey, this is a coaching staff that's going to play things smart, and they're going to continue to, um, you know, rest Jokic on the right games. They're going to play him probably even a little bit more uh, because of this new uh wins requirement you know Jokic is going to be trying to go for the mvp again um i think no, he, he, doesn't care about, he doesn't care about that he doesn't care he says he doesn't care but you know i'm not buying it um <laughs> not buying it um so especially now that he did win the title now he now that's like probably the only thing he cares about just those those individual awards now you know? yes yes yeah so but yeah i think 40 43 wins is pretty pretty 43 simple. 43 wins is extremely feasible. 53 yeah. is like more difficult, but <laughs> yeah, fairly low uh overall wins totals for uh the Western Conference last year. Um, you know, 53 with Denver was the number 1 seed. Um usually that number 1 seed is somewhere in like the 55 range and then you know 55 plus and then you have another 53 plus at the 2 um spot kind of uh, switched over because there was a ter- couple really terrible teams in the East, so I guess that kind of balances out. But I can see um, the West, you know, higher end being a lot more, uh, you know, a, a lot higher of a, of a win total in the top two, three guys, and I don't um, see why Denver wouldn't be in there. So um, over on both of us. All right, we gotta we gotta start getting being more a little more interesting. Um, agreed so far on what is that? five out of six so far but I, I think this one might uh might shake it up a little bit that is the oklahoma city thunder and their over under wins is 44 and a half wins i think i know what i'm gonna do with this one and i'm and i'm going to say it right now it's a lock for me but i'm curious as to where you're going 44 and a half that is a healthy number I mean, I guess you got Chet in there. Got a lot of under. So, yeah, so, I think I'm gonna. So they, I think I'm gonna go over. I mean, I just. I think I'll go. I'll go a slide over on that. Okay, so you mentioned Chet. Um, so yeah, addition of Chet. Uh, they also did uh, added. Uh, let's see who else do we have that we that we added. Um, 
who was their uh, draft big draft pick? Because Chet's coming back on yeah, season. So he's a rookie. Face on yeah, face on Wallace. He's apparently a quite a good defensive player. Um, I think they brought a, someone over from Europe too, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, it's basically Shea. And, shows, yeah. So what? What? Uh, you really, if you're going over, um, the thing you're betting on is, yeah, Chet kind of stabilizing. They didn't have too many, uh, you know, solid bigs, so he's probably the starting center day one. And you're just looking for defensive rim protection. Um, the one thing they were probably missing last year. Um, Shea. Uh, continuing to play like one of the you know five best guards in the league essentially um yeah and uh you know the continued improvement of guys like giddy guys like um jalen williams also don't forget about J- other jalen williams other um, i think we all know who we're so, talking about <laughs> oh yeah 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 um so yeah santa clara jalen williams the superior jalen williams uh clearly um but yeah all those guys um just taking additional steps forward. The funny uh, thing is, I think I heard this on, uh, you know, one of the seven podcasts of the, that I listened to for um, uh, for basketball. And it was that last time this uh, team was this young and good and was growing together was also the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, with yeah. Durant and um, Westbrook well, and Harden and Jeff the, Green. Unless you want to say the Warriors, you know. Uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah Warriors uh, I think that crew was just a little older uh just Steph didn't you know become awesome right. until a little bit later right. um so um four years of college I think right had the four years of college yeah. um so did Draymond also had four years of college um yeah. and uh so that that whole crew was a little bit older I mean, maybe NBA experience wise are about the same um but you know these twenty one twenty two year old kids um yeah. I can see them though being right up there uh so i'm going over i'm going over on this one as well locking it uh, up. and that's and I, i'm locking it up as well i like isaiah um, joe too no one ever talks about him but he's like an incredible shooter um honestly no opinion on isaiah joe <laughs> yeah no no one likes him he's like oh, he shoots like 44 percent from three uh, okay. <laughs> I, I think the guy's you know a totally fine guy but i don't like him you know i don't get it I'll get that one. But yeah, I think I think it's it's close, but I, I like the over. All right. So I thought we were gonna get a disagreement there, but okay, all right. So we're gonna uh keep searching for our uh second disagreement in the Northwest Division with the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh over under 44 and a half. Um I'm going under and I, I don't know where you're going, but I have a hunch. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go under. <laughs> Okay. I don't think there's too much we talked about this, you know, everyone's favorite yeah. team to bag on. Yeah, um true. You know, we uh have, you know, the combo of uh Cat and Gobert, like the two big men that like are the complete opposite of players, but yeah. get the exact same criticism somehow. If you could combine them into one player, they would be you'd have Bill fantastic. Russell. <laughs> no better, better than Bill Russell, but forty-four percent from three or whatever. <laughs> It'd be wild. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I actually, the, I was tempted to zag on this one uh, just because it is, but then I saw that forty-four and a half number, and it seemed too high. If this was a 
41 and a half, 42. I, I think I would have zagged yeah, on this. So that's why I can't lock it. Yeah. But, I can't even talk myself into like maybe 43 and a half, but it's just a big bet on Anthony Edwards. He's always seemed a little bit off to me, like personality wise. No, I, no, like I do. A franchise leader to me. So I just, I did know. like, I did like what I saw from Anthony Edwards in the uh, team USA. Um, so that, yeah. that, that, you have a bad Chris Finch, and I like, do, I do anticipate him being one of the guys invited back to the actual Olympics. Um, so yeah. uh, he was the, he was kind of the leader of that team. Give me your top five Chris Finch in-game adjustments. Top five? What was that? Chris Finch in-game adjustments. Oh, oh okay, man. There's so many to pick from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give me your five best ATOs for Chris Finch. I just I don't think he's good. I think he's bad. That's the saying the same thing in different words, and uh, I don't like it. So I'm yeah, not. yeah. No, I mean we're on the same page with this one. Um, uh, uh, under in that, although back to Anthony Edwards, I do hope he um, uh, proves me wrong on this, at least statistically, because uh, he's the he's the leader of my fantasy locker room. Oh, uh, I think right stats now. wise, you're in, you're in good hands. He's got the steals for you too, blocks. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I'm looking for um by the way your team looking pretty good um as well uh, <laughs> oh oh i see i see a team out there um yeah we might we might uh chat a little bit about your roster uh towards the end here okay. um drafted drafted yesterday uh auto drafted i i think a top four roster in the league on, on the auto draft <laughs> well that's that's all news to me <laughs> okay uh all right so uh let's get the last two of these out of the way. We're probably not going to do too much discussion on these. Um, Utah Jazz uh, over under at 35 and a half wins. It's so boring. Um, can I just like, can I demur? Do I have to give a number? Or a well, let me, I, I, I'm, I've got the over on this, uh, actually. Really? I think, huh. yeah. So I think, I think Utah's just the, like the, they're opposite of a public team, right? They're just yes. not fun. Private. No one Private. wants to. Yeah, they're a privately owned team. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they definitely like thirty five seems, you know, right around right. And I've been going under on a few of these. Um, so I, I think I'm going to go uh, over on this one. Um, they don't have terrible players. They don't have great players either. So I yeah. see them winning about thirty, you know, thirty seven games and being in that you know bottom end. Uh, borderline, you know, ten seed trying to fight for it. Uh, like I don't see year, them. Basically. Essentially, last year, I think. Uh, I mean, there's no. They had 37 wins last year, uh, and they missed the uh, that. But that's counting. I think they weren't really trying in those last like five, six games. Uh, so because yeah. they had already pretty much been they had already pretty much been eliminated at that point um, from the play-in. Yeah, um, that so, might happen again. So John Collins is probably worth minus three wins. <laughs> I don't like. Uh, I think he's he's not good in my opinion. Um, I don't know why you traded yeah, for him. But anyway, uh, I think it's a close one. I'm gonna I'll go under just because you're going under on this one. All right, so I know it's not like I I I, li- I actually like Walker Kessler. I think he's a good young guy. You know the addition of uh, the you know another young team. They got a lot of guys that either they're just solid NBA players or they're young guys that could end up you know taking a leap. Um, you know, Colin Sexton, Juzang, uh, THT, uh, those are all young guys. But then you also have Clarkson, 
Uh, I know you don't like John Collins, but I mean, John Collins is yeah, actually a, a decent, you know, and decent player. They got Olinick on the roster as well and Markinen. So I'll tell you this much with Walker Kessler, Kelly Olinick, and Markinen, they're really, really playing into the, uh, the fan base, you know, cheering for these guys. I don't know what that means, and I resent the implication that I would know what that means. <laughs> oh, everyone knows what it means. So <laughs> I, 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 I will leave it at that. So we're uh, going to go next to the final team in the in the uh, division, and that's going to be the Portland Trailblazers. So Portland is, I think, the second lowest um, over-under win total here. Uh, and yes. they are at uh, actually tied for second load with Detroit. Um, so a little spoiler on what Detroit's number is of uh, 27 and a half wins uh, for Portland. Um, I am going under, I think they're going to be horrific. Okay. So obviously they made the huge Dame trade. I'm, I'm, I know you like thought we were going to blow through this team, these teams. I am, fa- I'm fascinated by this team. Okay. We can spend a little bit of time. I think I don't get what they're gonna do. Are they gonna keep? Are they keeping Robert Williams, or are they trading him? Are they gonna so, yeah, Williams and Aiden together, or you know, are yeah. they gonna play Brogdon, or is they just just gonna hold him out and have him get traded? Um, I feel like their guards are. I mean, you have like like Simons is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sharp's supposed to be good. And then I love the Scoot Henderson guy. He's like an ex- insanely explosive player with like a very high intensity. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to go over. I just, I feel like this team has some, something. And they, you know, they might not want to win, but Scoot Henderson seems like the type of guy that won't be like, hey, no, we're going to try to win every game. So I want to, I want this team to win. I'm going to go over. Okay. Um, yeah, I do. Back to my fantasy team. Another big purchase, Scoot Henderson. Um, so Scoot Henderson is on on the roster. I think this team is good offensively, as you said. Uh, I think what the thing you're gonna you know always lack in a young team is defense. That's what they are. They're taking, but and their players don't help them out. The only real defensive plus on the entire roster, I think, is Matisse Tybel. Who I and can William. see here, Rob. Rob Williams is defense. Rob Williams and Rob Williams. The the thing I not really I don't I agree with you. I think either he might be on the team, um, and play a lot. But with DeAndre Ayton, like you said, like where's that role? How's it gonna work? So I don't think they can play together. Uh, so is Robert Williams gonna be that impactful? I don't know. Um, so, but this is a team that I, I just they have no identity. I think yet they're they're in that, you know, OKC Thunder from a few years ago where they got some young players, some really good players, but they're really just, you know, trying to win every trade or win every transaction, you know, 20, uh, you know, 20% or 10% and not caring about what the roster actually looks like and what the product on the floor looks like. Because they're already, you know, going into the season, this management, you know, the general manager going into the season thinking, we're not really trying to win. We're trying to just get players, right? Yeah, and, and, then de- I, and, and I develop their talent and develop the talent. So it's a complete reset. Um, I see. I mean, yeah. Could you argue a team of you know, uh, Brogdon, Scoot Henderson, uh, Matisse Thybul, uh, DeAndre Ayton, 
and uh, who else would be in? And Sharp uh, would probably be, you know, that's a solid, yeah, that's a solid lineup of a bunch of good yeah. NBA players. But again, another team that's, you know, I think going to be changing up lineups a lot. That I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're uh, one of the leaders in most, uh, which I always love this stat, is like most uh, different types of starting lineups. Yeah, the Lakers um, are usually up there too with injuries. Lakers are usually up there because of, yeah, so either either one you're getting your ravaged by injury or the other one is you're one of these young teams that doesn't really know the identity yet. But what's going to happen with both of those scenarios is no chemistry, no you know, um, you know, development. The, the teams that are the lowest on those are always at the top of the roster, uh, top of the standings, and the teams yeah. that at the at the highest end um, uh, struggle to win games or struggle, uh, you know, get winning streaks. You don't see those teams winning more than two, three games in a row. Um, yeah. So yeah, for those reasons, I'm, I'm I think I'm going under um, close to a lock, but not a lock. So. All right. Well, yeah. You, I mean, I, I think you're right. It was a little bit more interesting than than I probably gave it credit for. Um, I, it's definitely going to be a team that I'll, you know, when they're on national TV or whatever, I'm the one. Especially Scoot Henderson. I'm curious to see him. Seems like he's going to be a really fun player to watch. So yeah, you know. Um, and that wraps up the division. Uh, last uh, uh, division of the West, and probably going to be one of our most uh, discussed here, Pacific Division. Start off with the Los Angeles Clippers. Gun, give us the number. <laughs> uh, forty-five and a half wins for the LA how, Clippers. How could that be possible? I'm I'm under. I'm under every year. I'm always. It's always correct to go under, like every single time. So they had Look, forty-four just, wins last year. I think they were in like the fifty-two win range or fifty-one win range last year for their over/under. Yeah. And yeah, I'm also an under. Um, not a lock for me either. Um, but I think this is just the team that talk about no identity uh, and no plan. They have an identity. This, te- this, te- this team, this team, all over. Show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So exactly, they they haven't. You know, their top players do have identity. The problem is that identity is in the witness protection program. Yeah, exactly. So, they're like freaking Ray Liotta at the end of Goodfellas, man. Like they're just <laughs> picking up the newspaper. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So <laughs> Ray Liotta. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. I mean, uh, so damn, but... yeah. I mean, R.I.P. Late Clipper season two, probably. Yeah. Um, they're done. Uh, I mean, they'll beat the Lakers four times. You can book that, but that's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one thing they have been consistent. Now they'll 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 go. Luckily, uh, they won't have to worry about seeing them late in the playoffs. Uh, so, yeah. the uh, don't think we need to spend too much time. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a clear under for me at forty five. Yeah, they're just good players aren't going to play enough. Yeah, yeah. So. None of them, none of them are ever going to get an award again. Most <laughs> <laughs> not with these new. Oh, with these new rules. Yeah. So, um, cool. All right. Then we're going to go Golden State Warriors. Uh, this was an, I was, I was curious to think what you, you thought about the Golden State Warriors uh, over under. Uh, they were at 47 and a half wins. To me, it seemed like a high number. Um, 
it seems like a high number. They only had 44 wins last year. Um, and essentially, they didn't do too much. I mean, this is a team that's kind of, I think, finally realized, all right, no yeah. t- no more two timelines thing. We're just going to, like, yeah. let me just try to win with, you know, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Deion, uh, uh, Draymond Green. Right. right. So they get Chris uh, which Paul, is, right? So that's the big yeah. Yeah. that's the big move. Um do you, quick question, do you think Chris Paul starts? No, I don't think he starts. I think you uh, do not think he starts. Now, I mean they have a game tomorrow. I don't know if they've announced the uh starting lineups yet. Yeah, um, well then he close. might start tomorrow because no Draymond tomorrow. Um Draymond's already out with an ankle. I'm gonna go under. It's older team. I don't see them getting better you know, than they were last year, unless you just think like addition by subtraction with Jordan Poole, but I don't, yeah, 40, 47 and a half. That's, that seems high. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. I got the under um, really talented team, but like you said, another one of those, Hey, let's just take it easy throughout the season um, and really rest the rest the guys. And, you know, they didn't get any younger with adding Chris Paul. Right. Yeah, and they lost so, DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo was kind of important for them. They lost DiVincenzo. You're assuming you're going to get that all back with Paul um, and his, uh, you know, basketball IQ makes up for whatever size and, yeah. well, you know, athleticism. Play, you can get the minutes yeah. out of him, you know. So uh, they'll have Gary Payton uh, for the full season this yeah. year. Um, yeah. So that'll be be good that, you know. Um, the only thing that made me almost instantly want to do the over because they did have uh, probably one of the best draft picks uh, in in recent history, top two, I All think, right. in recent history. Can I make it? I'll just take a stab at the pronunciation. Oh yes, please. <laughs> Wait, one more time. No, 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 it's not as a cat. It's like <laughs> I gotta get the full name out. Pajemski. Oh wow! You know what? His name is Brandon. Pajemski. Oh, let's go. <laughs> on the button. On the button. Uh, yeah, Pajemski is correct. Uh, funny story. I met the guy's dad um, at uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, wow. Not a great <laughs> scene. Yeah, at the Santa Clara. Uh, for, um, for the audience, the uh, Brandon Pajemski, rookie out of Santa Clara University, my alma mater. Yes. Um, so uh, he, uh, it's funny. Me and my dad were there watching the tournament, the uh, postseason tournament um, for Santa Clara. Um, and he was uh, actually take that back. It wasn't the postseason. Tournament. This was early in the season, a preseason game. We just happened to be in Vegas that weekend and Santa Clara was playing uh, like some sort of invitational tournament. And so for that reason, preseason Santa Clara, uh, you know, no, none of the teams are really in market. Um, random college games, uh, pretty sparse crowd, pretty easily. You know, yeah. we just, you know, ge- it's general seating. You buy a ticket, you walk in, you sit wherever you want. Um, so we're able to get pretty down ground low. One guy going absolutely crazy, insane sports right. dad fan, yeah. um, screaming. Uh, you know, you can tell he has his little catchphrases that he screams at every game as well. Um, so Ends up talking to him at halftime, finds out he's Brandon Pachemski's dad. Uh, good, you know, fun, cool guy, um, and really intense, though. Ends up finding out he's, you know, ex-military guy, oh. you know, traveled around a lot. 
um, loves basketball, right? Uh, I was like, man, this guy's really intense. I'd be, I'd be curious to see, you know, what, you know, you know, because I, cause I uh, then spoke with uh, Pajemski too, and he's kind of the opposite. So it's like, makes sense that, you know, he, he was raised in the strict environment. Uh, yeah. So I was like, all right, so let's package that away. Um, and then the NBA draft comes, you know, Pajemski's, you know, about to go. He ends up going to Golden State here. They actually interview his dad. And I was like, oh, I remember this guy. He was kind of crazy, but maybe I'm remembering that wrong. Absolutely insane as well on the <laughs> ESPN broadcast. So much so that when they cut back to the booth and say, wow, that guy, that guy's pretty intense, isn't he? <laughs> so my assessment, I think, was pretty spot on. Oh, on the man. First one, so. So you so, can really uh, scout for for prospects' dads. You just yeah, dads. yeah, yeah. And then you send whoever you know. I can send those dads in place of like say say the current dad is gets kicked out of their game, right? Yes. I'm a I'm a throw in and be like, hey, all right, we're gonna need you to fill in uh, in the second half. This guy got kicked out. Go in. We're gonna need high energy energy. Uh, your volume level's got to be at a 205. This guy's usually around a 205. I mean, no one, right. uh, no one in the scouting pool is under like a 150. Um, right. So, uh, and he's going to go in and he's going to, you know, pick up the role for the second half. And then you're going to have to probably have a few because, you know, these guys will get kicked out too. Um, you know, especially when they ask him, you know, who's your kid? So. Right. So, um, yeah, no, it was, you know, it was a fun little fact. So, yeah, I'm a big Pajemski fan, you know, uh, I actually do think, you know, I don't think this is a uh, a bet you can make anywhere, but a rookie leader for the uh, rebounding guards, guards rookie rebound leader. <laughs> I think Pajemski is an absolute lock. Uh, yes, yes. He actually was second in the WCC in rebounding amongst all players. Yeah, no, he's a good, so, he's like a Josh Hart type. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, all right, I think we spent too much time on these guys, but... Uh, I mean, this is another team I'm, you know, excited to watch specifically just because of this, you know, Santa Clara player that came in. So next team up, we got the um, Phoenix Suns, one of the biggest movers and shakers in the offseason. Phoenix Suns uh, got rid of Aiden, finally uh, added Bradley Beal. Uh, and now they are at, after a bunch of moves last season, you know, to have Durant and um, uh, getting rid of Chris Ball. Uh, the over under for them is, why can't I find this? All right, 52 and a half. I think this is the number one. No, this is the second highest over under. 52 and a half, same as the Denver uh, Nuggets. Uh, where are you looking at the Phoenix Suns finishing? I think I'm going to go over. Um, I think they have, I mean, it's obvious. They have Booker and Aiden and Beal. <laughs> or not mm-hmm. Aiden, Booker, Durant and Beal. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's they have a lot of firepower offensively. And I think their depth is a little better than people might realize. Like, they've added some decent players. I'm not really a huge Nurkic fan, but, you know, they've got um, Watanabe. Um mm-hmm. And they picked up Eric Gordon too. So, you know, I think, I think they're a pretty good team and I, uh, yeah, I think they're, I mean, they they seem like a solid regular season team too, with so many stars to ensure against any one of them going down. Yeah. I'm pretty much on the same page with you on this. So I'm going over as well. I 
after all the moves happened, I wanted to go, I was leaning towards an under on this just because it seemed like a two, you know, top heavy uh, team, especially when that, you know, the stars have not been the model of consistency, especially Beal and, um, and uh, Durant, uh, you know, missing, you know, 10 plus games in multiple the last few seasons. Yeah. Um, but then once they did the rest of their moves to fill out the roster, I, I mean, honestly, I really liked it. Let me go through a few players. You named a few. You named Watsonabe uh, and Eric Gordon. Um, but other guys that they just I felt like picked up and are just going to be solid players. Uh, Grayson Allen. Um, I also like, uh, what's he called? Uh, we also got Nasir Little. Like, I like him uh, on the team. Uh, and Yusef Nurkic, I know everyone's out on him, but I think he's going to give you good minutes, especially, you know, on a, he was on a franchise in uh, Portland where it's just like, who cares what's happening? And he's just like this guy that, you know, just going to go out there. The, he, probably the best offensive player, but no one, you know, no one cares to actually, you know, defend them or whatever, or watch them. Now he's just going to be, out there with all these great shooters, he can get little putbacks. He's gonna get. We've seen Nurkic be good in the past. Um, yeah, I know it was years ago. Um, now, is he an average? You know, seventeen, eighteen points a game? No, but is he gonna be a? Could I see him being a double double guy? You know, like a ten and ten. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's kind of what this team needs. And then, not to mention, this is the super wild card that they picked up in Bull Bull. Um, I like Bull Bull. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's never actually shown that he could like be good for like three consecutive games, but he does have highlights. This might be the year of the seven three guy, with uh, between him and Chet Holmgren and uh, you know Wembenyama. Wembenyama, yeah. so, I think he's even taller than seven three. But... Yeah, they... seven three plus, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah he's like seven five. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna go over on this one too. I like how they filled out the roster roster so um cool now we got the uh final team no one more team uh the sacramento two more teams i mean sacramento kings um coming off of a super probably most surprising uh team from last season i think the team that probably um uh over overshot their preseason win win projection the most of anyone uh this year, they are coming in at a respectable 44 and a half wins over under. Where are you uh, with the Sacramento Kings? So let me just check quickly. So they won 48 last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 48 last year. Let me go over. I think a lot of people are expecting a regression. But what they did seemed pretty replicable. I mean, I guess maybe if you say like Fox's clutch numbers aren't as good. But, man, that guy just looks like he's an assassin from the mid-range. Uh, when he gets off that screen and I heard people saying like, Oh, their injury luck was so good, but like Sabonis totally fucked up his hand, like completely <laughs> and couldn't shoot. And so I think like he played through that, but I think that slowed him down. So I think they're going to not be that much worse, not, you know, four games worse than last year. So I'd go over on that. Um, I, I'm going to start disagreeing with you just out of principle, but not on this one. Uh, I also think, oh, I also think over, um, yeah, that's basically my logic. I think they had probably the number, I think they had the number one offense, uh, last yeah. year, uh, like not exactly, 
Because it's always of all time. time. Like, yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not <laughs> of all time for last season, definitely. And maybe yeah. of all time, of all time also. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, Kings were really good in the clutch, and they might regress a little bit on that. Um, but not only did they have the number uh, one offense, they had a pretty terrible defense. And I think just another year, of, they're, they're one of the biggest continuity teams. Um, mm. You know, they're bringing back a lot of the same guys, you know, especially the top guys. Um, so I think with stu- with teams like that's often underrated. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about continuity with our next team. Uh, and, and, and I think that they also, uh, you know, bet on that. And do I see them going down four wins from last year? I don't see it. I just don't see it. I think this is, you know, uh, a team that's just going to be, uh, you know, I think Keegan Murray is going to keep getting better. Um, you're right. So bonus is going to stay solid. And yeah, I think that's uh that's a good call on the, uh, on the over for this one. So, all right. I uh, alluded to it, but uh, uh, our last team in the Western Conference, the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. Um, I think we could do, I think we could just do like one sentence each on this, right? Easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'll submit an essay. Uh, but the Lakers over under, one of the higher ones in recent uh, Lakers history, there's finally people are catching up. Uh, over under 46 and a half wins. Oh, it's an easy, it's a lock over. Like, I mean, they're going to win 50 games at least. So, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that obvious? I, I <laughs> am going to go to miss the playoff. No, <laughs> I am going to go uh, over. I'm going to go over. I'm also locking it. This is, uh, I think, your first you lock. I got a few. Yeah. Can you, is there any, I know you like the Lakers, but is there any way you could like wear something that would signify the fact that you like them? <laughs> oh, that helps. Yeah. Cause I only saw the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, the socks. Yeah, so, I, so I am wearing a Lakers hat. Interesting. And I put it on, on purpose for the, for the Zoom call right now because, you know, my hair is a little bit of a mess. You know, oh. Hence the, yeah. You know, I mean, we mentioned the little nap I took right before this, so yes. all over there. And I was like, oh, let me put a Lakers uh, hat. That'll be, you know, appropriate for the, you know, recording the pod. I didn't even realize I was wearing the Lakers T-shirt as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much of a fan you are. It's just part of your. This is just this is just what I put on. Yeah, this is what I put on. So, um, so yeah, these. Uh, let me just go through some of the. Elite players on the Lakers. Uh, one, Max Christie. Two, Colin Castleton. <laughs> they got a guy named. This Fudge. is good. It's like they got a guy named Fudge. Uh, <laughs> if you want to disagree, I don't think Christie's good. I, I know you think he's good. Oh, he's I'm big good. on Christie. Michigan State product. Yeah. You know, he is. He's got that same dog in him that you see in like Draymond Green. He's got that dog in him, you know. I haven't seen any like canines inside of him, but uh, yeah, I don't really see it. And but yeah, their team's gonna be good, like you said, continuity. Um, mm-hmm. depth. I mean, so the old, the only the only big loss is uh, Schroeder. is Schroeder. Uh, that's essentially the only rotation guy they lost, uh, and then they picked up Gabe Vincent to do pretty much the same thing 
like I said, Christy, I know you don't like, but another year of, of him developing, plus the rookie Hood Shafino um, has had flashes in preseason. So between the three of those guys, I think you got plenty to offset whatever you lost with uh, Schroeder. Um, because of his shooting. They also have a few. They also have a few steals, I think. I think getting Christian Wood on a minimum is absolutely insane when the guy was making like $20 million in his last contract. Yeah, I mean, that's why it took him months to sign because it's like, really? Like, I'm signing for the minimum? Like, I get it. Yeah, um, and then see them in preseason. Uh, Jackson Hayes looks like, you know, can do his a serviceable enough, uh, you know, uh, JaVale McGee impression from the chat tapping exactly team. what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> His so, new uh, impression. <laughs> I, and you know, you gotta always love a, a seven footer that wears the you know the undershirt. Um, you know, yes. there's yeah. you know Anthony Davis and Chevelle McGee does it too. And and then you know Jackson Hayes, you see that that's how you unlock the true power of the seven footers by wearing that undershirt. Exactly. Um, so um, I think that's I think someone told Castleton too. Uh, so that apparently he's trying it out. You know, we'll see. That might be the. Uh, the the test though, if that's actually you know how powerful that he really is. If they if it can raise Castleton, then I mean every player should wear it. Right, right. So um, yeah, I mean yeah, continuity. Um, and then so the biggest thing I think that everyone is you know wants to know is who are they going to trade D'Angelo Russell for? You know, it's like I I I'm your guest, <laughs> and you come in. <laughs> And we're trying to have a cordial, congenial, and affable situation, and then you attack my guy, and I can't just let it go. So I got I got to go. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I mean, be Kyrie, right? It's just like the Kyrie trade. Everyone wants not me, but all the other people. Uh, possibly. I mean, I think I'm off of the Kyrie thing already. Right now, I feel like. I just I want someone a little bit more not insane. Mm. Yeah. So which is almost anybody. So yeah, it's a low bar. That's definitely uh but Ty I think Jones. Kai Jones might clear that bar. <laughs> Kai Jones. A lot, yeah. Kyrie, Kai Jones. Yes. Um, you know, similar names, similar games. Kai Kai. Yeah. Kai Henderson. Yes. I don't even, I don't even know who that is, if that's a real person. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, over and locking, and, and we're, picking up we're over and locking on both so of both of these. And then, you know, quick little note: Torian Prince was named the starter. I think that was the right decision. Torian Prince, I think, yeah. is. Well, I don't know. Well, if we didn't even mention him. He's the injured, so I don't know if that's just because of that. I, even with the Vanderbilt, I think until I can see Vanderbilt have a reliable three-point jumper, I, I've got to stick with. Up like he can't even like finish a layup in traffic so yeah i mean i just need him to be reliable in offense yeah yeah well it would seem that we lost chris so we'll go to part two after these messages <laughs> 